Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Felt Recall Podcast. I forgot to look. Where are we? Is this 137? 136. I've been gone for a while. I don't remember. I think it's 136. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, my name is Chris, and across from me, back from whereverville. Yeah, it's Patrick. I'm back. How are you, sir? I'm tired. I would have said back from Whoville and made a Dr. Seuss reference. I believe that's be illegal. Yeah. yeah. Is that illegal in, now? In Virginia. Old sleepy Joe Biden is uh, doing away with Dr. Seuss, if you haven't heard. So anyway, how are you? Good to have you back. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, you made a comment at the end of last week's show, I think, about you were going to get, I guess, get my take on the show you did without me. Did I? I think, I I think you did. I must have been wasted. So <laughs> I don't care what you think. But, well, that's what I figured, which is why I thought it was odd. But I feel compelled to ask, like, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. Like what? Like what were you doing? I was telling you, I don't remember any of it. Okay, all right. Oh, you know, no, I'm just kidding. I enjoyed it. Don't you ever wake up the next day and go, "Oh, I did a podcast." <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Once a week. A couple of years now. It is interesting. By the way, it's episode 136. 136. It is interesting how the dynamic changes when you do this and you're talking to yourself. Right? Tell me how it changes. Well, drastically (laughs) is the answer. Because then you're just, I'm literally sitting and looking across a desk at a door. Versus... Sitting across and just looking at me stare back at you blankly? Yes. So, usually I have a very bored human being across from me. Yeah. And this time I had a door, and that was harder. So, I'll take that as a compliment. But I'm back. You're back. And so I feel back, if that makes sense. It is a compliment. I complete But it's just, it's weird. It is weird how, like, mentally, you do complete me. You complete the show. It's weird how mentally it can feel more like... Um, actually, I guess this is the only way to say it. It feels less strange to do this and have someone else in the room. But when you're doing it by yourself, you do have to imagine what the cynics in your household are thinking. You know, like my yeah. wife is in the other room listening to everything and thinking, I thought, I thought Patrick wasn't here. What is he doing? <laughs> and my kids are upstairs and like, well, dad is... Dad's doing dad stuff again. There he goes, talking to himself again for an hour. He's angry about Joe Biden. And then, you know, they go to sleep. Uh, So anyway, glad to have you back. You moved. You're into a new house now. That's right. All the fan mail just got too much to take. Your wife forced you to find a new place. Mm -hmm. She said, choose between those podcast groupies or me. Yep. And you went outside and you told your mom, sorry, but my wife says I got to make a choice. Yep. Very good. All settled? Uh, we're getting there. Yeah. Do you ever really get fully settled? Uh, no. No. Because every time you tell someone you, you, you're moving or you just moved, right. you hear the horror stories of, I've, still, I've been in the same house for seven years and I still find boxes yeah. I haven't unpacked. Yeah. No, I'm not that bad. But I've been in the same house for six years and I did clean the garage out for the probably... I don't know, 24th time on Saturday. Um, and this time, see, this time I wised up. This time I made my kids help. And oh, they were like, this is terrible. You just rolled a dumpster back down the driveway. And Man, that'd be smart. Filled it up. That'd be smart. My garage was packed with so much garbage and such useless garbage that people won't even come take it. Like, this is yours if you want it. Come and get it. And they're literally no commenting on up. Facebook and saying, it's not too late to delete this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mac? <laughs> oh, brother. Okay, let's uh, let's do our charity of choice real fast uh, to start off episode 136. And we're going to tell you, I don't know if you know that the Capitol was stormed again. It was. And this time, lawmakers joined in with the insurrection. That is very, very true. You're not going to believe this. Trump spoke at CPAC and made me wonder what's going to happen if he does run in 2024 because he won the CPAC straw poll. Woo-hoo. And if he doesn't run, uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida took number two. 
and it looks like uh, he'd be bringing it in pretty hard in 2024 as well. But first, let's talk about uh, Bebe Beans. This is a coffee charity, so it's a perfect charity of choice for this podcast. What happened was a guy named Brian Miller was on a missions trip to Medellin, Colombia, and he was approached by a pregnant girl, 18 or 19 years old, and she essentially said, please take me with you so I don't have to have my baby in the streets of Colombia. And what he found was that there were a lot of young women enslaved in the streets of Colombia. Uh, they're being forced into the sex industry or God knows what else. And they're becoming pregnant and there's a high abortion rate and there's a very low quality of life in that area. And so he began a charity called Esther's Home in December of 2019. What he does is he rescues women from the streets. He allows them a safe and secure place to have their babies so they can avoid the abortion clinics. And he gives them the option of living in the home so they can get on with life with their children, Uh, educational needs and things like that. uh, That's all happening. Now, the way that is supported is through Bebebeans. Beans. That's B-E-B-E-Beans.com, B-E-B-E-Beans.com. Uh, when you buy from them, 100% of profits goes to support Esther's Home. Uh, Esther's Home provides housing for up to 15 pregnant girls with their babies, 12 short-term missionaries, and two house mothers. On-site trade skills training for the mothers and a small community center for the neighborhood, which includes classrooms with computers for getting your GED, three-seat beauty salon giving training so they can become beauticians. Uh, there's a leather shop providing trade skills. On and on it goes. You can read all about it. B-E-B-E-Beans.com, B-E-B-E-Beans.com. And that charity, by the way, that charity, by the way, has their beans roasted uh, by a company here in South Carolina. Okay, and they're, they're helping them do it as a charitable contribution to the cause. So check them out. There's a link on our Facebook page. If you already follow us there, don't worry about remembering the website. You just go to our Facebook page and click on the link and go learn more. And by the way, it's really, really good coffee from the coffee capital of the world. And it's not overpriced. You're talking a bag of coffee for like 10 bucks, which is pretty good if you're shopping copy or, uh, shopping coffee uh, anywhere around here. They're premium Columbia blend. 12 ounces for 10 bucks. Not too bad. Baby Beans, B-E-B-E-Beans.com. Okay, um, here's, there's a few things going on. By the way, I do think we kind of have to touch. Do we want to talk about the Mac situation? Do we want to explain this? I didn't put it on the rundown. We didn't talk about it beforehand. But I do think it's then rather yes. funny. I think it's kind of funny for yeah. a few reasons. Okay, we're going to do it. Lay it out there. Let's go. So if you don't know, Military Arms Channel is a uh, social media, air quote, influencer. (laughs) (laughs) He's more of a critic than anything. I was going to say he's more like a uh, clickbait aficionado. I guess there's a real question behind what happened. So he kind of has his thing is to... Try to find something wrong with every product that comes his way. And he plays up on the fact that he has a curse where every time he gets a product, it breaks or there's something wrong or he finds the thing that the engineers missed. Isn't that convenient? Isn't it? Almost as if it's on purpose. Who Hmm. said that? Um, Yeah, so that's his thing. Well, anyway, (laughs) kind of got caught being a 16-year-old boy this week. And he left a comment on a Bikini Babes Instagram page where he told... Now, let me paint some context for you here. Uh, Military Arms Channel kind of got a shellacking not so long ago. In fact, right at a year ago. So this is... It's going to sound unbelievable. I promise it's true. But what had happened was I was at SHOT Show in Vegas... And I sat at a table for lunch by myself because I'm cool. And if you're, if you're eating alone in Vegas, boy, you're doing something incredibly <laughs> wrong. Uh, but here I am. I'm trying to, you know, we're at SHOT Show and I'm working. I'm not there, um, you know, to do whatever I feel like doing. So it, it is tiring, but it's, this isn't a woe is me story. I'm just saying a little alone time actually isn't unwelcome at SHOT Show. You know, you've been there, right? Yeah. It's like constant meetings, constant conversations with strangers. And while all that is really actually enjoyable, 
as far as like, hey, this is work. That's great. I can attest to needing the quiet time though. Well, I actually yeah. went to lunch with a coworker at Shot Show a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and we sat across from table. And I don't think either one of us said a word the entire time. Right. We were just exhausted. Yeah. Because you're talking the whole time. If you're not walking, you're talking. Mm. Right. Very true. Very true. I mean, even to the degree of you go out to these dinners. And listen, this it's not a complaint at all. I want to be very clear. I'm not complaining. It's really, really enjoyable. But if you're not, like, consuming cough drops nonstop and drinking a lot of water, you're going to be dead to the world. Your voice is going to give. you got to really prep yourself. In fact, last year, SHOT Show, well, not last year. Well, yeah, it would have been last year because they didn't do one this year, but they did one the year before, uh, was my first experiment in getting off of coffee and into tea because coffee will dry your voice out. And I'd read some stuff that, you know, the high caffeine intake and all that might feel good at the time. But you really got to go for the non-caffeinated teas if you want your voice to hold. Part of what I do out there is a lot of talking, as is what everybody does. Anyway, here's my whole point. I'm sitting at a table eating a BLT in the little cafe in the Venetian um, right outside of the birdcage. Uh, there's just this little cafe. It's, it's like right off the casino floor. It's kind of noisy, but it's nice. And their food's not super expensive. And obviously, you have a per diem, so you're trying to stay within that and not spend money to be there. And I sit down in order, and I get my iPad out, and I start answering some messages on the social media front. And I realize there's Mac. I can see. I go, oh, there he is. And, buddy, he's looking at his phone like the world has ended. Like, not good. And I think, oh, man. Looks like he's having a bad day. He's looking at his phone as if he's having a bad day. Then I get on Facebook and I realize that he's had to post a thing apologizing for the amount of affiliate links he's been posting on Facebook lately. So people have become unhappy, which, by the way, I take his side in this because the man offers you a free service. He's doing the work. If he wants to post a link and say, if you like this and buy it, I'll make a little money. And for God's sake. Was that the issue? Is he, he wasn't disclosing that he makes money off the clicks? No, I don't, think, was he, that the I issue? don't think he ever, I don't think he ever hid the fact. I think people were fed. The way I remember it is people were fed up that he was posting too often and that he was seeming like a shill, gotcha. as they want to say, right? Like too many commercials, too much of this, too, many, too much of that. I get that from the perspective of it is going to hurt your brand eventually, but also, for the love of God, the man's, you know, he's working for free. He's trying How else to, does he make money? Right. I'll give him that. He's trying to run his gun shop, Copper Customs, and then he's trying to do this stuff. And, you know, YouTube's demonetizing him in every way possible. So I have a bit of empathy for the man. I feel what he's going through there. So he, he has issued an apology, and in that apology, he had said that um, they would do a better job of it. Now, the reason that's important is that I don't know if this is true or not, but the way it plays on Facebook is that his wife does all of his Facebook posting or that when she does, she'll sign it Mrs. Mac, right? And that's where a lot of the affiliate stuff had been coming from. And it was all signed. You're like, oh, this is what Tim prefers to wear when it's cold outside. And, you know, his cute little fingers need protection from the from the cold weather. And, you know, it's like these gloves and then be signed Mrs. Mac. So the reason I'm telling you all that is Obviously, she's integrated into the business and they're working together. I, I don't know what your marriage is like, and I'm not going to ask, except to ask. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long it would take for my wife to speak to me if she found this comment on a bikini model's photo on Instagram. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kind of be one thing if this comment didn't exist anymore. But he has held fast. This comment is still up there. It's still up. So he tells uh, Rachel Rachel Cook, who posted a picture of herself in a bikini, and wrote, Friday, baby, heart, 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 meet. Oh, I'm not going to read the website. Uh, so it's Rachel Cook. And then she says, uh, and then military arms comes in says, you're unique in that your personality breaks through the still images as if they were video. 
you give off a positive, happy vibe that brightens my day when I see an image come across my feed. Again, I mean, I'm not trying to say right or wrong. You do you. Your wife is cool with that. She's over there schlupping out some Facebook posts so you guys can make some money, pay the mortgage this month. Cool. Cool. There's probably some other stuff Military Arms Channel could be doing at that moment. I don't know. It is 2020. So I have to ask, are we sure that Mrs. Mack didn't post that? Fair. Fair. You're right. I feel like we have to ask. How bigoted of me to assume. Man. Okay. You're right on that front. Yeah. <laughs> Let's read through some of the responses. Oh, boy. To Max. <laughs> Max post. <laughs> These are the best. Didn't expect to see you in here. You good, dog? We're here for you, bro. What does this even mean? This one's my favorite. Down. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> That is bad. This one's good. Is my Glock 19 still better than the Glock 48? <laughs> kind of like a get back to work. You still have time to delete this. Uh, Tim, go outside. <laughs> uh, good Lord, man. Have some standards. And then, damn, Tim shooting that shot. <laughs> I mean, you got to go for it. Yeah, go for it. It kind of plays to what I would imagine his real life personality is like. You know, the type of guy that like the girl sees it and he who did the bit talking about why do guys whistle at girls from their cars? You ever seen you ever seen that no. bit from the comedian where I think it might have been Sinbad actually, where he's like, Why do men whistle at women on the sidewalk? You ever seen a man like he's in his car and a woman's like walking on the sidewalk and he's driving by and he rolls his window down and he gives her a whistle, he's like, Hey baby, He's like, has there ever been a moment where a woman's like, me, and runs after the car and tries to catch up, you know? Has there ever been a moment in, in Instagram short history where a woman has read a comment and gone, you know what? He's right. And I love him. And then, like, the inboxing begins. Like, I don't know. I, Max, he, he strikes me as the kind of guy that would go to, like, a Beef O'Brady's on a Thursday by himself and drink Michelob Ultra and, and uh, buy lemon drop shots for the three other losers sitting at the bar with him. First of all, it sounds like my kind of guy. I do have to say, <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with this scenario so far. Where's the part? What's the punchline? Uh, you were one of the other three <laughs> okay. losers. Yeah, I'd be there. I'd be there. That's the, I, I do. There's a large part of me that feels sorry for the guy, you know, like, that, that was sucks. really just my long-winded way of saying that. That's really what I was getting at. Is he just seems like kind of a yeah, kind of a dork. Yeah, yeah, me too. I uh, I feel for him. I'm sorry it happened to him. But maybe I guess that's kind of really what I'm pondering is maybe they're like that. There are people like that. Like you know, people where they oogle women and they tease their wives about you know those women and things like that. And then there's the rest of us who kind of seem to think that's somewhat disrespectful to the woman in your life, you know, and, and you work hard to not be that way. And I've been her. telling your wife, I'm going to talk to you about that. Please go ahead. Talk to <laughs> me right now. straightened out. <laughs> my wife would. I, I live in perpetual fear of dying in my sleep. So it's OK. I promise. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, she would laugh. My wife. Yep, my wife is the type of woman who would. Um, like if if she thought that if I were to go to my wife and say, "Babe, I'm headed out. I'm gonna see what I can make happen for myself in the single life," <laughs> she would cackle and laugh in my face, <laughs> knowing that it wouldn't end well for me. That I would be back soon, and then make me pay for it somehow. I don't know. She'd figure it out. She's good at that kind of stuff. So. Is that like a school they go to? Because I feel like my wife is on the same, <laughs> same way. Yeah. No, they just know us. Yeah. They know us. Right. We're the other two guys at the bar doing lemon <laughs> drops. And they know it. They know it. I'm just, I'm astounded that the, the comment wasn't deleted soon thereafter. Uh, I feel like that's the right course of action. But maybe, the, maybe she doesn't care. Maybe, you know, maybe they have that type of relationship. I don't know. 
I think we should take this opportunity to offer some words of wisdom to Mac. I think there's a simple solution here. One where he can still say weird things to girls who don't care about him. Mm. Um, And, and then everyone wouldn't have to know about it and then therefore ridicule him, which is, and I don't know, Mac, I'm speaking to you, buddy. So I don't know if you know this, you can actually create another account. What? And you could call it something like creepy Mac (laughs) or whatever you want to do. I don't, you know, whatever's easy for you. Um, but I just I feel like the answer is so simple. You just go make your make another account, uh-huh. and then you can go talk to all the you know bikini models you want to out there, there in, in Instagram land, and That's then right. problem solved. That's right. And then you're Smart. not the subject of this worldwide podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Available to the world, listened to by less than like one billionth of that. But yes. You're right. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Not a, not a bad idea to think, you know, just create yourself your own little account that you can go Google women and, and comment all you want and try and win their hearts that way. You know, maybe, uh, I don't know what your handle would be. I feel like this is kind of reminiscent of the Sinbad bit. So, like, of the women that get those messages, how many of them are like... You know what? I gotta go. That's what I'm saying. To Minnesota, I gotta meet and this, find guy. this guy, or wherever he is. I'm a little distracted in what his new Instagram handle could be. So, hear me out. All right. I'm thinking, knowing who he is, he do <laughs> gunbreaker, heartbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Right? That's that's very apropos. Okay, okay. Then he could also do, like, uh, uh, I'm trying to come up with something that would be, you know, fit MAC, but it could be for, like, bikini models. Uh, um, I, I'm thinking models and criticism, but that's too, that's not clever Models enough. and compliments. Oh, Ooh. look at you. Yes, for the win. Yes. For the win, models and compliments. And then... It feeds itself because all he does is he reposts their pictures and his captions are his compliments. Bro. If you think I won't make a meme account and call it that right now. Come (laughs) on. Come on. I'll do it. By the way, free advice for Military Arms Channel. We can see everybody you follow. We can see everyone you follow. All of the women you follow. And the dudes, too. (laughs) Models and compliments. <laughs> that is the title of this week's episode. Okay. Anyway, uh, if you've ever been caught with your pants down, you can empathize. Uh, did you know there's another storming of the Capitol? Did you know this? I heard some rumors. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. This time, it was leftists doing the storming. And uh, this time, the lawmakers joined in. So it's weird because it's not all over the place. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. So, are you trying to tell me that the lefties are now Q followers? Here's what I'm telling you. Yes. And Donald Trump made them do it. Correct. It was his speech at CPAC that set them (laughs) off. Either that or... So, they marched all the way Mm -hmm. from CPAC to the Georgia State Capitol. Yes. And that's that's the hit the hiccup to it, right? Is uh, this actually was the Georgia State Capitol? This was not D.C. So maybe we are supposed to care less. Of course, they took over the Wisconsin State Capitol for like ninety days, and nobody batted an eye. But I guess that's a different conversation. But again, leftists. What what action will Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Google, YouTube take yeah. Yeah. now? I, that's a great question. I'm sure it will be swift and punishing, and they will be wiped from those platforms. I'm sure the left-leaning social media conglomerates will be banned from the App Store and Google Play beginning tomorrow. I'm sure it's all coming down the pike. Here is some audio of the event as it played out. Attention, 
much involved with the Georgia State Patrol. You are a violation of 1611 34.1. There's a woman blocking him now. She gets right up on his bull. Step aside, ma'am. Step aside. Don't touch me. Now, here's the thing, by the way. These people, as crazy as they are, have kids with them. There are kids in the crowd that aren't even old enough to form a coherent sentence. And these women have brought these kids with them. Now, they all have their phones out. They have their earbuds in. They're obviously doing this for a show. It gets worse because then a group of House Democrats join in in a sit-in on the stairs where all of this happened, where these women were trying to storm the Georgia State Capitol. And you might ask, well, why? Why were they storming? Well, according to ToddStarns.com, a small horde of angry leftists stormed the Georgia State Capitol to protest proposed voter ID laws. Voters would have to provide a driver's license number, state ID number, or a copy of a photo ID when requesting absentee ballots, according to Senate Bill 67. Currently, absentee ballots are verified based on voter signatures and registration. Rather than an ID. So if they've been dead for 30 years, how do you prove it? If they don't have a valid ID that's required to be seen, right? Anyway, it makes common sense, but it makes these people uncommonly angry. So they come in a storming. Then what happened was a lawmaker uh, started getting in the face of a state trooper. And so the state trooper, another state trooper, grabbed her by the elbow and said, you need to step back, ma'am, you need to step back, which is what you hear on that video where she is really calmly asked to step back. She's interfering with the police officer while he's doing his work. And now, I know this is going to be hard to believe, very hard to believe. Uh, Now Georgia House Democrats are calling for an apology from the police department saying on Twitter every day, And this is where my first question comes in. Every day, the voices of black women are silenced. Now, I know at Planned Parenthood that is true. Silenced Mm -hmm. by the millions every year. Black women. Done before they're even born. I get that. But where else in America are black women actively silenced? What organization exists? What law is on the book that makes sure black women's voices aren't allowed to be heard? Because... Let me just point something out. The last time I turned on Hulu or Disney Plus or Amazon Prime or used YouTube or got on Facebook, I was heavily encouraged, heavily encouraged to listen to black voices, to watch black movies, to hear a black story. So it's hard for me right now, you tell me if you disagree, to find the place in America where black voices are being silenced. I actually saw somebody on Instagram the other day make a very good point, and they were talking about how when you log into Netflix, you know, there's a, a section there for uh, Black History Month. And the point that this person was making is that all of the video selections in that menu are just films that feature a black actor. Right. But have nothing to do with actual black history. <laughs> right. And just the hypocrisy that comes That's with, funny. with the hollow gesture of trying to, you know, say, well, you need to listen to black folks. Yeah. It's so reactionary, right? And look, those people don't, the, the people that run Netflix and, and well, Disney gone and now. all that. I mean, we're, we're not in February anymore. Oh, it's true. It so ended today. Yeah. Ended today. Mm. YouTube has their little thing. When you log into YouTube now, it pops up and there's a row of videos, you know, black creators and all that. And, and that's fine with me. I really, I honest to God, I don't mind Black History Month. If you want to have it, have it. That's great, actually. It's a cool thing. But those people behind it all couldn't tell you Jack. They couldn't tell you Jack, okay? They hardly know who Frederick Douglass is. They're not going to know who Hiram Revels is. They don't know the people who actually contributed to the foundation of this country in a positive way, right? And they certainly don't know what those people believed. They want to act like it's a very funny form of racism, as Joe Biden said, if you weren't willing to be a Democrat, you ain't black, right? And that's the way those people think. That's what they believe is as long as you toe the line, we will come out here and celebrate your black voice. Well, what is that outside of slavery? What are you doing outside of enslaving black people to whatever your agenda is, right? What am I missing 
that well, you're just I, walking right back into the same trap, except this time you're making big bucks off of I it. I think that black America is waking up to that. And I'm saying that because the number of black voters that voted for Trump or, or just the Republican candidate um, to, to make this work in, in terms of all of the elections in modern history, all the black folks that voted for a Republican, this was the most ever. Right. So that that has to say something. Yeah. That has to speak to the fact that people are starting to realize that we're, we're not in a... Um, well, just like I said a minute ago, it's a, it, these are hollow gestures. Mm-hmm. They don't really mm-hmm. accomplish anything. Yeah. So would you rather have the hollow gestures of, um, you know, Biden telling you you're not black enough, Netflix putting up little banners, or would you rather have a guy like Trump that's going to actually give you the lowest black unemployment there you go. In, in the history of the country? Right. Bingo, right. Bingo. It depends on who you are. Do you want to continue to subjugate black people like Nancy Pelosi does? Then you want to hate Trump, right? It's all predicated on the idea that there are certain people who believe the individual, you can take race out of it entirely, but certain people believe the individual is incapable of governing him or herself and creating their own thing, whatever that thing is. And that's the left of America, right? They believe that you and me need the government to come in and support us. Whereas you and me, we know we can go out, bootstrap it, even though, you know, something that's a myth, we can bootstrap it. Look, I say this a lot. I'm going to reiterate the fact. My wife... Essentially, I, I, she didn't grow up homeless. I don't want to like give all of her secrets away. <laughs> uh, but my wife did uh, legitimately live in a tent in Michigan for years as a child. Okay, her parents weren't in the workforce; they were living off the government. And at a very young age, she decided she wanted more, and now works for herself designing websites and branding packages for companies all across the country. She has worked for some big-time names, big-time names. And that is all because she decided she would do it. And through sheer grit and determination, here's somebody who said eight years ago now, I think I can do this, and I'm going to figure a way out to do it. And so she got on YouTube and watched people who knew how to do it tell her how to do it, and she went out. And you can say whatever you want, but that woman supported the family at given times when I wasn't making much money and I was in school full time. I was working you know, a part time job at a gun shop and all that kind of stuff like she's supporting the family and she's learning these things. And then she's uh, progressing into working for herself. It can be done. First hand account right here it can be done. So you can listen to people like Pelosi who wants who want you to be content with fifteen dollars an hour. Or you can listen to somebody like me who will tell you from the bottom up, you can make 75, 80 grand a year grinding and doing this if you want to go do that. If you want to go do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. You don't have to do it anymore. And we've been very fortunate in our family. I understand that. Like we are fortunate that now I have a good job. And so she has a really good job and works for herself, but she spends half, you know, a half her day working and half her day with our kids, you know? You can have that life if you want that life. You can go out and earn it and get it. Nobody will ever give you that. Nobody will ever give you that. And by the way, nobody will ever be able to give you the sense of self-worth that comes with doing something like that. You know, it's a large part of me that envies that because here we are, we do our podcast, right? And then I do a mountain biking podcast and I have all, you and I talk about this all the time. I have all these irons in the fire saying, what can I do? What can I do? What can I go out and grow? And she has done it. And so it's, uh, it's you know, inspirational to a degree. I, so that's what makes me really angry when I consider the fact that there's people like this. Their tweet continues, by the way. Every day, the voices of black women are silenced. Again, we don't know where that happens. Never seen it happen before. They say, today, a member of the Georgia Capitol Police, which, by the way, Capitol Police, bad, back to being bad guys, just so we're clear. Okay. Back to being bad guys. A member of the Georgia Capitol Police tried to silence one of those voices when Cannon 458 spoke up for the rights of Georgia voters. This isn't new, but it isn't, but it is enough. Yes. I think 
the officer was speaking first. (laughs) So whose voice was being silenced? Mm -hmm. Because she got like literally in the way of the megaphone so that you couldn't hear anything coming out of it. So I feel like this is like some weird projection that's happening. It is. Absolutely. But it's not reality at all. I saw a guy post this week. This is what it reminds me of. Uh, I'm not going to do it justice. It's one of those... Excuse me. It's one of those people I'm starting to get familiar with seeing everyone sharing his stuff on Facebook. He's a black guy. Zeb U or something like that. Have you seen this? No, I don't think so. Anyway, he said this thing where he basically said, Dear women of the world, you're not strong and empowered because you're rude and overwhelming. And his point was, being mean to people and being just downright impolite doesn't mean you have strength. It actually means you're just a terrible human being. And so when you're questioning why men aren't attracted to quote-unquote strong women, it's not that they're not attracted to strong women. It's that you're insufferable and there are better options out there. And I thought, exactly, exactly. Because that is a personality thing, right? And that's not just women, by the way. It's alpha males. The alpha male is very real. You get in a conversation or a meeting with an alpha male and you just want to blow your brains out because all he wants to do is tell you how he knows everything, anything you can bring up. I've done it. I did that. Did it twice. Yeah. I did it better than you. See that trophy? See that right there? It's because I did it better than you. You know, that kind of guy exists. We joke about a high school football coach that couldn't run laps if he had to, you know, that guy, everybody hates dealing with him. He may not know it. Everyone in the room despises him, right? It's just a thing. It's so frustrating. And then so now you have this this persona that the left is trying to paint for strong, powerful women. And really, they're just creating insufferable people that are miserable to be around. And they act like, well, me being rude and, and just curt with you, well, that's just because of my strong personality. Well, sure, you have a strong personality, but that makes you a complete jackass. Like, it just makes you rude, and nobody wants to deal with you. That's what this is, right? The cops didn't silence her because she was a black woman. They silenced her because she was interfering with a police officer trying to do his job. She could be white and a dude, and the same thing would have happened. In fact, it happens nearly every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm really lost. I'm really lost about how they're going to demand. Well, this is their words. We demand accountability and change. Accountability and change. Turn it on yourselves and ask for accountability and change within your own ranks, and the rest of the world might follow suit. If you can act like decent people, you'll be treated like decent people. Nobody will be mean to you. Get off the cross. (laughs) Like, there's bigger things happening in the world. Look, this is over legislation to say that if you don't want to vote in person, we need to verify who you are. Who in the world opposes that except people trying to steal elections? It feels an awful lot like these people were paid to be there. What? I know. Well, that woman shocking. that woman was being paid by the people to be there. That's the shocking part. Yes, I bet they were. I have a, a friend who's, uh, I think his grandfather was a, a mounted police officer in Boston. So this has been back in the day. Like he got shot and somebody put him on a wall? Yes. Oh, he had a horse. Or that. that it caught up with me. <laughs> Okay. Um, He was telling me a story about how his granddad, I guess this was like in the 60s with, you know, hippie, hippie uprisings and all that kind of stuff. And he was telling me a story about how he'd be on the horse and there'd be a big group of people and the people would try to mess with the horse. They would try to like poke it with sticks or stab it with little knives and stuff. And these people are just, yeah, trying to create trouble. <laughs> yeah. And so he said he he had a fix for that, which was he would give the hippies the wood shampoo, which oh, was no, a the baton horse. Oh, upside okay. the head. Whoa. 
And it's much funnier when he says it, right. obviously, because he's got the thick Boston accent and everything. But he's right. yeah, give him the wood shampoo, you know. And I think when I hear stories like this, or even what happened uh, at, at at our nation's capital, right. sometimes it just makes me go back to that story and think a lot of these people just need a dose of the old wood shampoo. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you this, by the way, from from what evidence we have of the nation's capital riot on January 6th. Those were better people than these people. And, and I say that because I say that because from what we've seen, when the police told them to leave, they left and they dispersed. And here we have lawmakers coming up and telling the people in Georgia, do not leave. And then the lawmakers join in and they sit on the steps and act like they're the victims somehow. Well, I guess yeah, you're exactly right. I guess the reason I bring up the wood shampoo is as soon as somebody got in front of her, it's not like they were like throwing her to the ground or anything. They got in front of her and kind of were trying to put their hands up, make a little space. She starts screaming about, you can't touch her. You yeah, can't touch yeah. her. Isn't it funny how that works? <sighs> I think I think the wood shampoo is the answer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll tell you it. it the answer is these people have to stop being above the law. Like she is obviously never going to be prosecuted, but she interfered with a police officer doing their job. If you and I were on the street tomorrow and a cop has a bullhorn, he's trying to disperse a crowd and I walk up and I go, stop it. And then his partner grabs me by the elbow and I say, don't touch me. I'm going to jail as I very well should. This woman should go to jail as she very well should. She should go to jail. She should face a fine. Elected officials should no longer be above the people. That's the problem. That's what we've done in America is we've elevated these people to a platitude higher than ours, and we need to just bring them back down a notch or two or ten or whatever the case may be. You know, We need to remind them who they are, that they work for us. Somebody's paying her to be there in protest that day. It's absolutely unfathomable to me. By the way, I do have a question. You had a thing you read earlier about... The Biden administration is saying they're going to move forward on reparations without Congress if they need to. Yeah, someone in the administration, I don't know who this guy is. Let's see if I can find this. So this is from uh, uh, an Axios interview. Okay. Senior White House advisor Cedric Richmond suggests White House will move on slavery reparations without Congress's approval. Okay. And then he basically goes on, and there's a quote in here, and he says, uh, we, don't want, we don't want to wait on a study. We're going to start acting now. Right. Sounds trustworthy. Yeah. Um, okay. So what they're really saying is, will of the people be damned? We don't care what you think. We're going to pay reparations. Fine. Okay. Not really fine. But let me ask you a question. If I can prove that my relatives died in the Civil War fighting on the side that was anti-slavery, do I get reparations? Or is this solely based on the color of your skin and has nothing to do with actual reparations for slavery? Were you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking in general. So, for instance, do you know, by the way, as much grief as we give Kalamala Olive Harris for not actually being black, right? She is actually, even though we know her family owned slaves Mm -hmm. in Jamaica, we know that now for a fact she's much more likely to be a descendant of slaves than any other black American alive today. And the reason is because only about 5% of the slaves that were traded during the slave trade came to the continent of North America. But a large portion that did come this direction actually went down to the islands, to the Caribbean islands. That's where all the slaves ended up. Okay, they, they, that's where they went. They didn't come to mainland North America. They went down there to the islands, which is why it's so easy to find out that her Jamaican heritage leads to the fact that they were slave owners because it's much more likely. So those are the people that would deserve the money. So, I, But I also feel like I have to ask, for those of us who know that their relatives served in the Civil War, 
and they can trace it back through the lineage. I just wonder, like, so what does that mean? Like, I, I, by the way, I don't know that for my family specifically. I'm just saying, in general, if somebody did know that their family served, fought, and died fighting for the North, can they now get reparations? Where do we draw the line? Is it just skin color? Well, flip side of that coin is I do know for a fact that I had family that fought for the South. You're going to owe so much money, yeah, dude. So, You're going to have to sell that new house. So, yeah, I was just trying to figure out, like, do I just pick a black person and write them a check? Yes. Or, like, how, like, how does that work? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, then you write a letter to Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and you just write in reparations, period, done, exclamation point, and he'll mark you off the list. Yeah, I'll probably stamp it. And then file it. Yes, sir. I can't help but think of the Chappelle show bit. It's not my fault. He made it. It does make me laugh a little bit to consider. But also, I really don't know. Like, have, has anybody said what the qualifications will be for reparations? I, yeah. I don't know that the, that the conversation has ever been all that serious. I'll, not as serious as it is now. I have a friend. This is not a joke. It's going to sound unbelievable, but it's true. He works, put it this way, he works for the county, okay? The county of Greenville actually has one dress code for white people and another for minorities. That's a true story. What? Yeah, so you'll be held to a different standard on the way you can dress and what your appearance can be Based on the color of your skin, if you work for Greenville County. And he's currently fighting a really funny battle, in my opinion. Um, Good for him for standing up for himself. I think he's done a really phenomenal job, quite frankly. But he's been told that, that, and I'm not going to give details just for his sake, but he's been told a certain way he dresses is not allowed because he's white. And even though a black co-worker dresses that way, it's okay. It's not a joke. It's okay because ethnically, that's natural for black people. But it's not natural for my friend because he's white. I would show up to work dressed like Ali G. He basically did. <laughs> I would have a tracksuit, a gold chain, and a do-rag on. He basically did. And some did. Adidas shell tops. I got, I'll got. i tell you off, Mike, that he, exactly what happened. I'll show you pictures. <laughs> and, and, and they told him, you can't do it because you're white. Now, my retort to that is I would hit up 23andMe and Ancestry.com. I would do everything I could to prove some sort of African lineage, some connection to a black person somewhere. And I'd go, nah, dog. I get to dress that way now. Fight me. Like, I would be just relentless about it. Relentless. Now, <clears throat> his job is on the line. They told him to knock it off or he'll be fired. So he's going to knock it off. I mean, what else do you do? Don't blame him there. But he I pushed think, it. I think you sue him. He pushed it as far as he could push it. Real proud of the guy. But that's what this reminds me of. Like, where do you draw that line? So that person's allowed to do it. I'm not allowed to do it. That person gets reparations. Do I get reparations? If I can prove that my family was a part of it. So I think we all got to start digging into our history because I think that's only going to be fair. Well, here's the thing. You know, a lot of the folks that actually fought in the Civil War were not the wealthy plantation owners, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I would assume, I mean, I don't. I, we don't have like some secret bank account of family money somewhere, at least none that I'm, I've been made aware of. Right. So but if my parents want to clue me in on that, that'd be cool. Um, cause this going to work thing sure does suck. Call me now. Yeah. <laughs> but so my ancestors that fought in the civil war, I would imagine were probably not wealthy. So I, again, who, who's, who's, whose money are we dealing with here? Right. Because all right, we know there were black slave owners in America. Frederick Douglass talks about it in his, he has three autobiographies. But Frederick Douglass talks about black slave owners in America, okay? In his time. So black people own slaves in the U.S. I've actually heard rumors in South Carolina there were more black slave owners at one time 
than white, but I've never been able to find that statistic. Probably anymore. proportionally by population. Could be. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. I could I guess, see that maybe. for sure. But then on the flip side, there were freed black people who fought for the South. Mm-hmm. Okay. So which black people exactly yeah. are going to get reparations? You know, it, it's a look. My whole point here is it's a very dangerous thing to play a game along racial lines, right? If you make your rules based on race and race alone, you're asking for some really terrible things to happen. I don't understand. I really don't understand who would be on board with it. I saw somebody say earlier online that what they should do is give everybody that they think qualifies a million bucks. Problem solved. There you go. There you go. And what about their kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, where do you draw the line of reparations and for how long is it good? Like, why do you get it, but Grandpa, who's 98, doesn't get it? Or your kid who's three years old doesn't get it? They're black, too. Does everybody get a million dollars? How many black Americans are there? 13% of the population, 13 to 15% of around, let's just play even numbers here. Let's make it 15% of 400 million people. That's 60 million. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 60 million. Right, let's do it. 60 million bucks. Can we call it even? Is that your price tag? You know, that's a weird thing to think about. Like, I know that sounds callous and really rude. Well, no, but, but I don't mean no, it that way. I'm point, just saying, what is does that, it fix? Yeah. Is that what we're looking to do is we give everybody some cash and call it good? That's a really, well, really strange thing. It's almost as if th- there's a strange thing happening where these Democrats are saying, well, you know, we'll get you the reparations as if that will suddenly just wipe the slate clean of right. all racism. Right. Like, right. Uh, okay. It's over. Right. We're good now. Yeah. Yeah. Like suddenly, uh, the, uh, uh, the, I can't say the name of it. I'm so I'm trying to remember the acronym. They're the not effing around coalition. Mm-hmm. In fact, right? Yeah. Like suddenly in and uh, their dude that stole his name is going to turn to you and me and say, Hey, no hard feelings. Right. <laughs> be like, sure, man. Like we weren't mad at you to begin with. You were just I, some angry dude. I can see the in guy looks like Forrest Gump when he's on his run and he gives up, you know, and he yeah. just turns around. I want to go home. That's right. That's right. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Time for my uh, my favorite part of the show every week. Are you ready? Are we ready? Born ready. ready. Hold on. How do I get there? Take a left I'm an ambitious officer. <laughs> One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Claws. Ah, yeah. The voter of the week. Runner up, by the way. I want to give runner up of vote of the week to Jeff Daniels, who dressed as Sling Blade. For the Golden Globes. He didn't mean to, but he did. He looks really depressed. He's got his checkered shirt on, and he's sitting in what appears to be a bedroom of, a, of an apartment somewhere. Doesn't look like a bedroom in a house. And it's one of those situations <laughs> where he was like, ah, crap, I got to be on the Golden Globes. So he threw the whole comforter over. You know how like when you had a girl over, but you didn't want to look sloppy, but you also weren't going to clean your whole room. You would just throw a comforter over thinking she would be none the wiser. That's what Jeff Daniels did. And then he sat on a Zoom call for the Golden Globes, uh, which, by the way, lowest ratings, it looks like, in the history of the Golden Globes. uh, Because turns out, turns out, if the host isn't going to get up, and call out all the pedophiles in the room. Nobody wants <laughs> Nobody to watch. Cares. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. So there's Jeff Daniels in front of the camera looking like a schlub, but he definitely looks like Sling Blade. Nobody told him not to go full retard. <laughs> oh, messed up. Messed up. Uh, that is a reference to what's it called? Tropical Thunder? Tropical Thunder. Yeah. Thank you. All right. It's not, those weren't Patrick's words. Those were written by Hollywood elitists. What are they going to do? Cancel us because I said retard? Who think you have to be so on point. Yes, it's a dirty word. Oh, sorry. Okay. I wasn't aware. It is. Who do I owe reparations to now? Uh, Me. Me. All right. uh, Here's our vote of the week. This is Dr. Ron Levine or Randy or whatever his name really is because it's not Rachel because it's not a girl. It's a dude. Here's a dude being asked by Senator uh, Rand Paul about government sex changes for children. For children. 
Listen. Rand Paul, a doctor, by the way. A, doctor. a medical doctor. Medical doctor. Yeah. Okay. Who, in his off time from Congress, does operations on people's eyes free of charge. Think about that. Talking to this schlub. Genital mutilation has been nearly universally condemned. Genital mutilation has been condemned. By, by the way, I'm going to let this whole thing play. It's very long, very long. Give me a sign if you want me to pause. This is very long. Hear it out. By the, the WHO, the United Nations Children's Fund, the United Nations Population Fund. According to the WHO, genital mutilation is recognized internationally as a violation of human rights. Genital mutilation is considered particularly egregious because, as the WHO notes, it is nearly always carried out on minors and is a violation of the rights of children. Most genital mutilation is not typically performed by force, but as WHO notes, that by social convention, social norm, the social pressure to conform, to do what others do and have been doing, as well as the need to be accepted socially and the fear of being rejected by the community. American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development of their secondary sexual characteristics. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field um, with robust... All right, I got to stop it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not nuanced. It's not complex. Rand Paul just told you, 80 to 90% of the time, gender dysphoria clears up. That's basically what he said. In fact, studies do suggest... That's absolutely 100% natural, and that everyone in their life, at some point, all of us have considered, maybe I was supposed to be of the other gender. All of us have considered that at some point in our life, but we quickly go beyond it. 80 to 90% of the people who actually suffer from an extended condition of gender dysphoria will recover. So the bozo continues research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I will look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah, medicine. The specific question was about minors. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. Do you support the government intervening to override the parent's consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? You so, again, what Rand Paul is asking here is, are you okay with when the parents say no, should the government step in and say yes if a young boy wants to have his genitals removed so he can live life as a girl? You have said that you're willing to accelerate the protocols for street kids. I'm alarmed that poor kids with no parents who are homeless and distraught you would just go through this and allow that to happen to a minor. I would hope that you would have compassion for Kira Bell, who's a 23-year-old girl who was confused with her identity. At 14, she read on the Internet about something about transsexuals. She thought, well, maybe that's what I am. She ended up getting these puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones. She had her breast amputated. But here's what ultimately she says now. And this is a very insightful from decision from someone who made a mistake but was led to believe this was a good thing by the medical community. I made a brash decision as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers do, trying to find confidence and happiness, except now the rest of my life will be negatively affected, she said, adding that the medicalized gender transitioning was a very temporary, superficial fix for a very complex identity issue. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia. 
for most of our history, we believe that minors don't have full rights and the parents need to be involved. So I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if, conf- if you think that we're replaying the same audio, <laughs> it's the same audio. Firm to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. Let it go into the record that the witness refused to answer the question. The question is a very specific one. Should minors be making these momentous decisions? For most of the history of medicine, we wouldn't let you have a cut sewn up in the ER. But you're willing to let a minor take things that prevent their puberty, and you think they get that back? You give a woman testosterone enough that she grows a beard, you think she's going to go back looking like a woman when you stop the testosterone? You have permanently changed them. Infertility is another problem. None of these drugs have been approved for this. They're all being used off-label. I find it ironic that the left that went nuts over hydroxychloroquine being used possibly for COVID are not alarmed that these hormones are being used off-label. There's no long-term studies. We don't know what happens to them. We do know that there are dozens and dozens of people who've been through this who, who regret that this happened and a permanent change happened to them And, you know, if you've ever been around children, 14-year-olds can't make this decision. In the gender dysphoria clinic in England, 10% of the kids are between the ages of 3 and 10. We should be outraged that someone's talking to a 3-year-old about changing their sex. I can't vote for you. you Thank you so much, Senator Paul. Senator Levine. All right, and then it sounds weird because the woman running it is at home on Zoom, and that's a strange thing. I do think, by the way, uh, that it's only appropriate that we point out how life is now imitating art, right? It's amazing where we've come. Here's Monty Python's The Life of Brian. But any anti-imperialist group like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed, Francis. Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Rick. Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman or woman to rid himself or herself or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? <laughs> I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. <laughs> what? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. <laughs> you want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. <laughs> I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Oh, man. It's so perfect, right? Isn't that where we are? What a world. All right, Dr. Roger Levine. That's our vote of the week. I'm an ambitious officer. One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Club. Mr. Hulon. Great to have you back. Glad to be here. Glad to not talk to a wall all night. Yeah. That was hard. It was hard on me. I think you did great. Thanks, buddy. We'll be back. Despite uh, those mean things I said at the top. You mean you didn't mean it? Maybe. No. <laughs> all right.
take what I can get. All right. Uh, we'll come back in seven more days. We'll do another episode of the Felt Recall Podcast. In the meantime, keep up with us through social media. You can find everywhere we hang out at FeltRecoilShow.com. That's FeltRecoilShow.com. 